And now, a word from our sponsors. Need a catch-up session on what you missed last week? Now you're listening to ArchD Radio, the podcast mix. Welcome to ArchD on Life FM. This is Zara, guest announcer today from St. Dominic's Priory College. Today I'm joined by your regular host, James. How are you this evening, James? I'm very good, Zara. Great introduction, by the way. Really got everything off to a, like a rock-rollicking start. Rock-rollicking? Rick-rollicking. Rick-rolling. No, the Rick-rolling. Rick I'm rolling. thinking I'm thinking of Rick-rolling. I actually saw someone, I think I think they got a tattoo... It's like the ultimate Rick Roll. It's a um was like a, a QR code where if you scanned it, it took oh, you to a video. I've seen that. So that's I mean that's got to be I think all Rick Rolling now needs to be retired based yeah. on the fact that that now exists in the world. Mm. So yeah, was it the very first time you ever became aware of Rick Astley was through Rick Rolling? It probably was. What did you think of it when you first saw it? Well, I was in class and this random dude, he went on my laptop when I went to the bathroom and I came back and on my laptop, my screensaver was Rick. Right. So, um... You had any idea what it was at that no. point? No. Um, he came up and told me, you just got Rick rolled and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> you just got Rick rolled, like, I don't even, I don't know what any of this is. It doesn't make any sense. Okay, I found out on social media what it was, so I don't, I didn't talk to him for that much. Like, mm. he made me, like... It doesn't sound like you were especially close in the first place anyway. No. Didn't really, didn't really help with the relationship at all. And now... So, James, here's a crazy story for you. So, once my sister combined soy sauce and cheese because she thought it was like going to be like a really big hit, like everyone was going to eat it, right? <laughs> Stop trying to make soy sauce and cheese happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. I can't be good. What did it, what did it even taste like? Um, well, I didn't try it, but like it looked really gross. She th- apparent apparently she loved it, but I haven't seen it eat it. Like, yeah, that's since. the giveaway, isn't it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, I have some more. Then go on, go on. <laughs> no, she won't. She won't eat it. I bet you she won't eat it anymore. Yeah. I thought like I was gonna throw up just like witnessing it. It was mm. like, and then oh, yeah, it sounds like an event. Like that does sound gross. I yeah. couldn't imagine. Are there any food combinations that you think are menaces to society? Well, I mean, there's a food like pate, which is something that everyone tends to like. Do you like pate? Have you ever tried pate before? No, I don't even think I've ever heard of that. No, it's like, um, well, I mean, the way I'll describe it, it'll sound gross because I hate it so much, but it's like purified like goose livers and they just blend it up and turn it into this kind of paste. And it's really rich and really kind of just gross. The whole thing about it is just really gross. It's really the only thing I don't like, uh, wouldn't eat for anything. But in terms of combinations, um, I actually had an experience just this weekend, just gone, where we um, were outside. It was a nice day. It was a lovely weekend. Like, we, it was a really nice day. Went outside, under the veranda, um, got out a charcuterie board, because, of course, we're South Australian, so we've got to have lots of charcuterie boards wherever we are, which is just a fancy way of saying basically cheese and small meats platter, really. And on that board were, you know, we had the sort of the, um, you know, like salami and um, oh, salami, lots of things, lots of different cheese and fruit and strawberries and all bits and other pieces. And the other thing was on there were dates. If you've had a date before, those sort of like, I don't know what like they are. wrinkly. Yeah, those yeah. things like that. And my wife said to me, said, you've got to try a date with the cheese. Have them together, right? And so I was like, oh, all right, that's a bit weird. I've never experienced that before. So I sort of got a big slice of the 
cheese and took a date and like and just Ugh. ate the whole thing down and it was i couldn't work out whether it was either really bland or really just a, it's it was just gross like the whole thing together just didn't work the taste didn't work really um and she's looking at me like i'm some sort of savage and i couldn't work out what the problem was so you tried you told me to try it just wasn't very nice I said no i said have it make sure you have a date after you've eaten the cheese not while you're eating the cheese because that would be gross and i'm like yeah it was gross so she's swearing that she didn't say it she's lying of course yeah. but no and and just just as a bit of a the psa a bit of a warning for people out there dates and cheese in case you ever look at them mm. together and go hmm i wonder wonder no more it doesn't work don't even go there so did you did you make her eat the date and cheese after oh god she would never have done it because she was I, I never i didn't say it was a good idea to do it in the first place so no she she wouldn't do it no way mm. wouldn't, wouldn't even be worth trying well, the reason we're talking about bad food combinations is coming into the Christmas season, Spam has released a somewhat more appetizing Spam figgy pudding with additional flavors of fig, orange texture, cinnamon, cloves, nutmeg, ginger, and allspice. So they're trying to make, are they trying to make this more into a Christmas pudding? Well, I'm guessing so, but I don't really think. I, I would say like tinned ham and Christmas pudding are not two yeah. food combinations you'd ever say would work. Um. I don't really think that would go together in any universe. Mm -hmm. The big question of what kind of human being would create spam fig pudding is caused by the company having the idea of creating a limited edition of spam for the holiday season, which also, if needed, is shelf stable in case of the apocalypse, which which has <laughs> one in a billion chances of happening. It's about one in a billion chances of actually eating that anyway, <laughs> you know. Can you, can you imagine, like, end of the nuclear apocalypse and you go through everything else in the cupboard I'm and, not, you're, and not, you're going, mm, the dog food or the spare figgy pudding? Isn't it the same? Yeah, well, yeah, it certainly, well, it certainly probably looks very similar, tin dog food to this. So apparently the product had already sold out on spam.com and, Amaz and Amazon whilst having eBay double the price list. I don't even, I don't know what any psychopath would eat that i don't know either i mean it, at spam.com you'd kind of because anyone that would go to spam.com is already <laughs> yeah. got issues reviews on amazon state that the product is definitely different but real tasty okay so i wonder who's actually leaving those um reviews on Amazon. probably all the same people who are going to spam.com i'm assuming what cheese would you add to make the abomination fall far from worse to spam uh well i reckon I mean, it couldn't really fall much further than that, really. I think um, I'd probably say you'd probably want to... It would be a cheese that... Oh, I don't even know which one would be worse. Uh, you know, I'd say the worst would be, you know, those cheese sticks that... Do you remember ever getting cheese sticks in your lunchbox? The ones box? that peel... Yeah. yeah, the peeling ones, those. Maybe mashed up versions of that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that looks like such a legitimate reaction. <laughs> I was thinking maybe blue cheese or whatever, but that's kind of flavoursome. That might actually do some good, but the idea of that more mashed oh. protein. <laughs> Should we just leave it there? Yeah. Let's just leave it there. We've got lots of music. In <laughs> Zara's got to go to the bathroom for a second after this. <laughs> Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now... This is Archie. Archie Radio 107.9. James with Zara here uh, with you this evening. Now, Zara, what is the furthest place 
from home that you have ever traveled? The furthest place from home I've been would have to be Hawaii. So my mum, dad, two sisters, Olivia and Alyssa, uh, and I had packed our bags to experience the longest and furthest trips of our lives so far. How old were you when you when you did this? Is this recent or is this um, a while ago? Well, th- well, this was when I was eight and I'm currently 12. So okay. uh, pretty... What? Four years ago, yeah. Yeah. So all but probably just before all the COVID stuff happened, you went. Yeah. I think when COVID struck, we were meant to go to Bali, but clearly that hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to go back to Bali ever since then as well. And yeah, it still hasn't happened. Mm. After 10 hours of being uncomfortable, walking to the toilet just to move around and staring at food that what looked like it had been thrown up and just like slopped into a tray for people. So some spam figgy pudding might have yeah, even been yeah, better here. Yeah, probably. Maybe the people who've been buying it up have been all working for airlines. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just have to open a can and like throw it out and stuff. Mm. Anyway, um, we finally made it home after like what it seemed for forever. We had met up with our other family members, my uncle David, auntie Melissa and Kiara and Sophia, our two cousins. Um, we had spent two weeks in Hawaii, which the first week was like amazing, like the best thing ever. I really enjoyed it and then it came to the second week and it I wouldn't say it's like it it wasn't all bad but like one thing stood out so for the second week we had moved from a hotel room to like a Disney resort because my parents were like it would be fun and stuff which it was which this it does was. sound pretty good as the, the horror second week really isn't sounding too bad right no. now you um, were forced to go to a Disney resort. Can you believe it? I was eight. Can you imagine how bad that would have been? <laughs> no, but like, so me and my sister, because we're like, my sister Olivia and I were only like one year apart. And her and I and our cousin Kiara went up to this water slide. And I thought, oh, yeah, it wouldn't be too bad. Because like there was one that was open and stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's not too bad. And I went up there. And I literally saw this like tiny hole built into the wall and it was like pitch black and there's like lights on the top to tell you when to go. I was like, uh, yeah, I'm not going on that. Mm. And my sister's like, oh, come on, Zara, it'll be fine. You can, you can do it. And I was like, no, I tried, I like tried to go back down the stairs and she literally just pulled me and pushed me down the slide. Okay, that's uncool. No. And then when I was in there, it's like all pitch black. I was turning, I was banging into walls because I was like trying to like stop myself. Mm. And then it was like a steep drop at the end and I ended up hitting my head on the, the roof and I came out with like a bruise on my head. So, right. And so how's, how was your relationship then with her for the rest of the trip? Yeah, I didn't talk to I didn't talk to her for the rest of the day, but I have this thing where like I can't hold a grudge, but she can. So I forgave her. <laughs> Did she hold a? Uh, she couldn't have held a grudge against no. you for for her pushing you down the water slide. No, well, she she got told off, but yeah, she was she was angry at me because I told on her when she was because she didn't see what oh, was wrong right, with her. Oh right, right, right. Okay, I see. Well, look, the reason we're talking about traveling long, long distances from home is because uh, it's come up in the news that a hamster has successfully returned to Earth. Earth. Uh, after being launched into the well, stratosphere well, on a flying balloon. Hamsters in space. This is yeah. what I'm talking about now, right? So the 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 space hamster got up to 23 kilometres off the surface of the Earth, Jeez. which is a long way. Mm. I don't know. See, I've actually, interestingly enough, I was in, when I was at, you talked about Bali, it reminded me of Bali, was that when I was in Bali, it was the first time I ever went, um, people fly kites in Bali. 
really high. Yeah. That's a thing. Have you do, have you been? Have you seen this? Yeah, uh, I've seen it in like Hawaii and stuff like that. People just run around on the beach flying kites and stuff. I know. But these people, like I could see right up, like right, right, right up in the clouds that there were these, well, I couldn't see that were kites. I couldn't tell what they were. And I asked the tour guide who had taken us. I said, what is that? I said, oh, that's kite flying. People here, they'll fly big kites about a kilometre high. So they're up above the cloud line. They're up really, really high. Oh. So imagine that 23 times higher. So that's where the hamster is, just going up and chilling out. So the, the, the idea was that it was supposed to be uh, giving people, uh, con- uh, consumers confidence about the idea of actually going into space travel. It was yeah. kind of a stunt for that. So it shows these these photographs of the of this of this hamster like flying up in this kind of like balloon spaceship mm. thing, and he's just looking really chill. He's just hanging out and he's kind of you know just <laughs> chewing on stuff and having a bit of a sleep, completely oblivious to the fact that he's literally yeah. going where no rodent has really ever travelled before. It's you know it's it's mm. pretty amazing. So like if you like. Just, just going back to you on this, I'm, I can't help but imagine this idea of of you on this water slide, kind of like losing mm-hmm. your mind, not knowing what was going on. You're in the dark, you're banging your head at the end, all of this kind of stuff. I'm thinking that if this hamster is so super chill going up into into space, do you reckon he would actually be? I don't know. Would he fare the water slide better than you, Zara Morganti? <laughs> uh, um, I think maybe. I would have had a better time than him because I'm like, if you imagine a hamster in like a water slide, it'd probably like be banging against the walls and like not drowning, but like struggling to like sit up properly in the water. Yeah, stuff. true. I mean, I mean, he could have taken one of those surf mats down because yeah. you could use the mat. And I guess he could have had that thing where he could have like literally like, because in a tube slide, he could have like gone all the way around yeah, inside, exactly. which would have been cool. I don't know, man. I don't know. But like, if if you're in the um pool where the water slide comes out, if you're a little kid and you just see a hamster <laughs> just shoot out of the end, imagine how fast it would come out. It might even overshoot the pool completely. Yeah. <laughs> and now, so James, what food smell do you find irresistible? Well, the first one that comes to mind is KFC, even though I don't really um, eat it anymore. But it's all to do with childhood memories. I mean, we had, um, when I was growing up in the um, the, the deep, dark and uh, slightly damp 1980s, um, you know, at the end, and this is in Queensland too, where I grew up, uh, at the end of our street, we had uh, KFC, or as we used to call it back in the day, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, and... Going to show the kind of the way excursions have changed a lot, school excursions have changed. We went on a school excursion to Kentucky Fried Chicken to just eat the food and then turn around and go back. Don't they have to be like educational or something? Um, they do now. I think there has to be some way that it can be like, you know, tracked against some sort of like, oh, you know, we've got through a learning objective from there. Like and the le- I think mm. learning objective was literally walk to K- KFC and eat the food. I mean, mind you, back then it goes to show how sort of like weird and different it was because we also went to a rum distillery as part of our school excursion as well, which was literally the worst smelling place I have ever been in my life. It was just disgusting. It was it was more disgusting than um, than than slightly warm spam figgy pudding with extra cheese sticks in it. It was worse, way way worse than that. Um, so uh, I, I love it, but I mean I love the smell, but probably um would would never really eat it anymore because i don't like that kind of stuff but um 
one thing that I have done is, is I got a recipe off the internet that claims that it um, uh, was the 11 secret herbs and spices of the KFC that they don't tell you about and that you can make your own KFC at home. So I've started doing that and I've done that now for a number of years. It's like a family favorite and the smell is absolutely unbelievable. Um, um, but we just call it paprika chicken because that's the main spice in KFC is yeah. paprika. So yeah. So don't, not KFC, but delicious. Really good. Mm. Have you heard that French fry perfume is a thing nearly due to 90% of Americans finding the smell of French fries irresistible? Well, I, know, I mean, it's irresistible, but I don't know if it's irresistible as a as a fragrance on somebody. <laughs> the new perfume coming from Idaho Potato Commission gives... Wait, is that how you say it? Idaho? That is exactly how you say it. Idaho? Idaho Potato Commission. Yes, that is a, that is a place. But yeah, the, it's not exactly Gucci or, yeah. or anything like that. Gives off the aroma of French fries in all their greasy, salty splendor. Yeah. The fragrance, which the commission says captures one of the world's most irresistible scents, is made from distilled Idaho potatoes and essential oils. The limited edition fragrance was going for $1.89 mm. per 1.7 ounce bottle on the commission's website before selling out. $1.89. That's cheaper than those knockoff scents that you can go and buy from like, um, you know, the um, I once got, <laughs> I once got... Um, uh, this uh, knockoff of uh, what is it? Pol uh, Ralph Lauren Polo Red um, from like uh, an op shop that was was getting these cheap knockoff versions of of this stuff. And because it was clearly produced overseas, where um, English was maybe not necessarily the first language, it didn't really translate very well. So um, it's called Red Club. Red Club. Red Club. Whether uh, it was C L O U B. So I think they were Clube. going for Red Cloud. Cloud. Clove. <laughs> but they got a B instead of the T. <laughs> so Red Club. But even that was six bucks. Dollar eighty nine. Yeah. <sighs> Golly. When purchased, the Idaho Commission was an additional potato merchandise available for those addicted to spuds, including a French fry holder, Idaho potato playing cards, a miniature potato hauling truck and a three foot tall spuddy buddy plush toy which when looked at in the eyes may give people nightmares i don't recommend no you've got the the, the photo there and it literally looks like something out of a um out, out of kind of like a new sort of five nights at freddy style horror movie it's a terrifying looking thing <laughs> uh yeah and three feet tall i mean that's the size of a small child yeah that's like, pretty big mm. so Wait, what do you think would happen if you sprayed the perfume on food like you dislike, like vegetables? I don't know. Like, it could only be a, you know, uh, it could only be a good thing, I suppose, because if it is actually made of potatoes and essential oils, it shouldn't taste bad. Yeah. Because if it was made out of like chemicals or something like that, then you'd go that. Because you know, sometimes they put chemicals on it that, that replicate the smell of something. It's like mm. you could smell like really expensive perfume and go, that smells amazing. And if you open up your mouth and squirted it on your tongue, I can guarantee you can have a very different kind of experience with it. Yeah, it'll taste um, like. But this should, this, this could literally, this could revolutionize dinners. You could have chips with everything. <laughs> Even if you're like going, is it Brussels sprouts and or yeah. overcooked broccoli or mm. whatever? It's like just a couple of, ch -ch -ch. especially for a dollar eighty nine a bottle. Why I not? Know. Like a whole jar of and just like put it over like p potatoes in the oven to make it taste. Yeah, like it could be like it could stay on the table along with salt and pepper. It could be there with everything. <laughs> At restaurants, you're seeing a perfume <laughs> bottle on the table. Exactly, they could be there with instead of the pepper grinder or the parmesan cheese. More Fritz spray, sir. <laughs> 
Hey, this is Emma. Hi, I'm Zach. Hey, everybody, this is Matt Marr. That's Tom. That's Riley. And now, this is Archie. Archie Radio 107. Live. <laughs> <laughs> now, Zara, tell me, if you could make over $100,000 a year doing anything, and I mean anything at all like you literally this is your opportunity to basically say i'm gonna i'm gonna create a job for myself doing the thing that i love doing more than anything and you didn't have to do anything else for the rest of your life what would you choose and talk me through what a typical work day would be for you okay so like if i could do anything i would want to like get paid to watch tv Because that's the thing I do that's best. So that's what I do that's best. That's what I do best. <laughs> how do you how do you know that you do it best? Because like, what does someone who's bad at it do? Because like like so I'm bad at doing the dishes and I have to be asked to do that, right? Right. But for TV, I don't have to be. I'm just welcome to the couch. So okay. Like so, no one has to ask you, Zara. You really need to be watching more television. <laughs> You're neglecting your household duties. <laughs> Yeah. For God's sakes, will you stop doing the dishes and putting the bids out and sit down and watch some television? Yep. You're a disappointment to me and your mother. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so, um, a typical work day for me would like, so I'd wake up, I can wear, like, I don't have to wear like formal clothes or anything. I could just wear, go to, go to like in tracksuit pants or something. Mm. So that, that is your work uniform then? Well, yeah, like I don't have one. Like I can wear anything. Yeah, like, okay. Um, so and then because like I get paid a lot, I'd have like a really nice car. So and so I'd, I'll get out of so. <laughs> you get out of your Lamborghini yeah. or your Mercedes so in your trackies. Of, I get. Out, <laughs> I look like I stole the car. <laughs> No, you just look really... You know how really, really wealthy people... Yeah. You know, they just look like they just basically got out of bed, but they, like, drive up in, like, this expensive car and you go, oh, they're so rich, they don't even care how they look. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, and then I go to this building. It would be, like, really big Mm. because it has to be big. Um, I'll go, like, I'll go inside, go to the front desk, go, yeah, hi... Um, sign in like there would be really heavy security there because you don't want you don't want people going in there. It's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> why not? What are they going to do? Watch TV? <laughs> they, no, no, no. If you, I'll tell you. So okay. what I what I do for a living is basically so I go into my office and my office is basically a movie theater. Yeah, yeah. And so what I do is I watch movies and TV shows, but I rate them because okay. like I'm a really good rater on TV shows because I'm very I'm very experienced. Mm-hmm. So you don't want people going in there and then watching them and then like videotaping it and then sending it out because then we don't get paid for that. Oh, like we don't I get see. Paid to get like. So, so you see them before anyone else sees them. So yeah. you're getting all this advanced stuff. I see. Okay, that's yeah. right. So, and basically I watch the stuff there and we have like, there's like in my office, there's a whole like snack bar and stuff. Like, you know, those ones in the movie theaters, mm-hmm. except like there's, there's no people there. So you serve yourself. Yeah. So you don't like have to wait for a guy to do it, a 13 year old to do it, and then probably put all his snot and sweat in it. <laughs> what? Have you not? You've had, no, you've clearly had a bad experience. Although I was out last night at an ice cream place and there was someone there who was much, much younger. And you know what? He served me inadequate scoopage. <laughs> he did. He served me inadequate scoopage. I saw all the other people around me getting really like big, tall yeah. ones. And I get one that looked like an old fashioned 1980s rounded cone version. I'm like, dude, what is this? 
<laughs> you gotta but pick. I couldn't say it because he's, you know, he's 13. I don't yeah. want to crush his spirit. And then, so when I, f- I, I go there, I can work during the night as well. Like the, the couch is in there. They fold out into a bed because most of the time I sleep there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and then if I do go home, I'd go home and am I allowed to take the movies with me and stuff? So I just do that. That's, that's. That's what my work at home. That's your typical work day. I go, yeah. well, it sounds like a pretty good work day. And you're being paid heaps of money. You're cruising around in your tracksuit um, in your highly expensive car. What sort of car, by the way? Car of choice. Um, um, I'll probably have like a Bugatti. <laughs> Dude, that would look so wrong with the tracksuit. Well, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it would look right. Well, like, maybe it's just so over the top. Yeah. Right. Okay. So it turns out there is a job very similar to what you've just described. So people who can actually eat candy and make it a living. Over $100,000 it's being offered. There's a, 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 a place in Canada called the Candy Funhouse. They're hiring a position that they're referring to as chief candy officer. Okay. And the ad reads as follows. Do you love all things candy and chocolate? Are you passionate about confectionery treats and exploring unreleased and existing products? Like at this particular point, like what's the point in having any more of the ad? Like you would have had yeah, them write it. Yeah. Do you love candy and chocolate? Fine, take my money. Like wh- where do I sign, right? If so, this is the perfect position for you. The description reads on LinkedIn. Uh, the Ontario-based company says the position pays 110 thousand Australian dollars a year um, you will serve this is you Zara you will serve as head taster try over 3,500 products each month I like that's a lot that. I that's like a lot though that. man that mm. is a lot that will definitely put you off your um, uh, french fry flavoured Brussels sprouts for dinner um, besides eating about 113 pieces of candy a day the chief candy officer will lead the company's funhouse candy strategy so you are part of literally the vision for the kind of candy that's being produced going forward so you're really a tastemaker you're making what yeah. other people will eat moving on the other thing too that um is very important here as well knowing about how much they're eating they put this at the very end the job posting specifies that the position comes with an extensive dental plan because i think that's really critical Mm. i think you'd be happy to be brushing your teeth probably i reckon about four or five times a day there just to make absolutely sure that it doesn't settle in so the the big question this of course asks um zara morganti is this what about a job where you're combining rating movies and then also rating the best accompanying like candy, chocolate, whatever it is to go with it. So if you were to pick, say, um, what was the movie you talked about before? The um, the Bar Mitzvah movie, what's that? You're, you're so not invited to my bar you're, mitzvah. Okay, okay, so not invited to one. So what then is like the perfect accompaniment for the for, for that? Okay, Um. well, personally, with most movies, I like eating popcorn because it's a classic. Mm. Um, it is. It's perfect. And like sometimes for movies, like I want something sweet, so I'd probably eat like Maltesers or something with it. So like popcorn and Maltesers. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Maltesers for movies. Mm. Probably never else as well, because it used to be the case, and this this may shock you, but it used to be the case that the only place that you used to be able to buy Maltesers was at the cinema. What? True. You could never buy them at shops. Then what, do, how do they get it to the movie cinemas? Don't they like in buy, a truck or something? I don't know. But then don't they like buy Maltesers at the shops and then put them? No, no, they buy them from some central place, oh. some sort of central supplier. And that's where they all get their stuff from. They do. They don't all come from the shops. The shops get them from somewhere too. Well, that just 
Well, that sucks. And then you have to like go to the shops, but then you also have to go to the movie theater to pick up. If you want your Maltesers, yeah. And of course you've got to pay that insane amount of money that you have to pay at the movie cinema as well, which is like, because they were still like about, even back in the day, they were still about seven or eight bucks. And they were always in a box. Like you couldn't get them in a bag back then. They were only in the box, but they were perfect. I like them. I like that as a combination. That's all we have time for today. My name is Zara with James. Thank you so much for joining us here on ArchD Radio on Life FM. Nice one, bro. How did you feel that went? Um, it went really well. Yeah? It goes faster than you think, doesn't it? Yeah, I thought, yeah, yeah like that went really quickly. Mm. Like the planning takes like half, like five hours and then this <laughs> just goes for like five seconds. It's really quick, isn't it? No, yeah. it's good. But you did a great job. Come back. Do more stuff with us. Okay. Yeah. Or else our audience, they will miss you. Yeah, I mm. think they're already missing me. Really? Yeah, I reckon you're right. We are here every week with a brand new podcast version of the ArchD show. Check out all of our other podcasts, including the latest school life content on our website, archdradio.com, and find us on social media at ArchD Radio for heaps of behind-the-scenes stuff. Or you can catch the show when it airs on Life FM every Wednesday night from 9, every Saturday night from 10. We will see you again very soon. Bye. Bye.